Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. I know what you're thinking. It's the same thing that all of my clients ask. I want to make boundaries, but I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to the people I love in my life who I don't want to lose. And I don't know what to say when I need to make boundaries with the people I hate in my life, but I just simply can't get rid of, like my boss or my in-laws. I get it. There are no books I could find out there that really walk you through exactly what to say. And that is the first question all my clients have is what do I say? So I made my own book. I made an ebook, really simple and easy for you guys. The first half is talking about why you need boundaries, who you need boundaries with, and what truly boundaries are. And the second half is a workbook so that you can actually really work through what is it that I need to say in order to establish my boundaries, but also what do I say when somebody challenges my boundaries? It is only $9.99. I made it really low cost to help you guys out because I think this is something that everybody deserves to know. So go into the link in my bio, in my Instagram, in my TikTok, at the bottom of this podcast and get the information because I think it's really, really going to help you. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. And I'm your host, Rochelle Indra. And I didn't know what to title this week's episode. In fact, to be honest, I never know what to title any of the episodes. I'm not good at all of that. I just always hope that you trust me enough to be like, I don't even need to know what it's about. I'm just going to listen. Some people in life want fortune and fame and glory and all this. All I ever really want is for you to trust me enough to say, hey, if she's talking about it, then I'm going to listen because it's probably something I or somebody I love needs to hear. So, That being said, I thought this week was particularly hard to talk about only because I assumed that if I brought it up in a way where you knew exactly what we were talking about, then you wouldn't listen. Ooh, is it bad? Is it dangerous? Is it dirty? Is it controversial? No, it's just something you don't want to look at. Dun, 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 dun. Something you don't want to look at. That's what we're talking about. Wouldn't this podcast be so much better if I could actually sing? Yes, yes, it would. But what I want to talk about is something that I talk to my clients about all the fucking time. I'm a broken record talking about it with my clients. And I'm usually really good with it myself. That Believe you me. I was just talking about this on a live the other day and how much I talk about things with clients and like get them on board with things and get them moving forward with things and teaching them things and getting them to understand concepts and all these wonderful things that sometimes I can't do myself. And isn't that just the hardest thing about being a therapist and a life coach is 
helping clients through things you're like dude I can't work through that but I can work you through that I mean that is humbling when I went to coaching school it was one of the big things they brought up of how often you have words come out of your mouth that are technically for them that they're paying for that are going to help them and move them forward and yet you probably need to hear even more than them Ooh, man, can it be hard on your self-esteem sometimes when you can help move a client forward in their life in a way that you can't move yourself? Oh, good Lord. But this one today is one that I'm usually really good at, but it has been so hard on this trip. I, By the time you hear this, I will be home from Europe, but I'm still in the Netherlands. I'm in Maastricht, the Netherlands. And it is the idea not even the idea, not even the concept, the trueness of the need for rest. The trueness for the need for rest. That should be the title. That is a wonderfully terrible title for this, but we need it. And I want to talk about this because you're probably rolling your eyes like, yeah, 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 no, I know, I need to rest, I know, or I want to rest desperately, but I can't find the time, but this, da, 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 da. yeah, no, I fucking get it, I fucking get it, but I want to talk about why we don't take rest when we need it, and what comes up for us, and that devil voice in our head, that ego that says don't rest. And as I said, I'm usually pretty good about this in my everyday life. Let's be honest. This is much easier for me than for many of you in my everyday life because I live alone. So I don't have children. I don't have a partner. I can shut things off when I shut my computer for the day, when I'm done with my coaching one-on-one clients, when I'm done with the membership, when I'm done with social media, I can just sort of close down. On the other hand, the difficulty of living alone, and for those who live alone, there is always that, well, I could be working. Well, I could be working, or I could be working. So there is that idea too. I am seemingly always on my phone because phone is where my job is phone is where you know my social media my my work is so yes I have battled with that but on the whole I'm pretty good at taking rest until last summer when I traveled in Europe and as I've talked about I absolutely destroyed my nervous system one of the reasons was because I never rest rested in three months I never took a day off from all the going out and doing things I took one day and that was really really hard I mean I was walking oh my god six sometimes eight hours in a day all around these cities because I wanted to see everything I wanted to experience everything it's so expensive it's a lot I'm taking away from my everyday life to come and be here for three months I wanted to get everything out of it there's guilt that I don't see clients for three months in the summer there's like the fear what if my clients don't come back what if you know there's all this that goes into and just I mean months of preparation to come to Europe and then as I said oh god I'm always thinking about the expense of what it is and and wanting to get the most out of it and I think we're all that way on travel right getting the most out of every second and if you're gone for three days five days a week maybe even 10 days sure 
but I'm on the long haul three months here. And I remember just shaking. I was just under so much just stress. I mean, oh God, I used to have to take Advil to go to sleep at night because my body hurt so bad from like hiking the Irish countryside by myself at 41 years old with not a lot of physical exercise before this. And I'm hiking all these giant hills through the sheep fields every day. And I come home and just be exhausted but then I get up and like force myself the next day because I've got to see the thing I've got to do the thing I've got to make this worth it and then there was the not only that but then that I've got to do my work on myself I've got to go through the stuff I've got to make this whole if I'm going to take this time away from my life I've got to make it fucking count and I am somebody who if I do it I fucking do it all in I go for it I dive in head first all the way down deep it's an issue believe you me my therapist is working on it so I destroyed my nervous system it was way way too much for me and I didn't notice any of the signs I mean literally at one point I had my best friend say you are not fucking leaving your hotel room today. You are destroying your body. You're destroying your nervous system. This is too much. You know, remember I changed hotels. I was in, in three months, I was in 23 hotels. It was fucking insane. I did it much better this time. It was way too much, but I wanted to see everything. I wanted to do everything. I'm over here. This is the time, right? We have all these preconceived notions as we talked about of what it needs to be, how it needs to be, what I'm doing, right? All that is playing in the background when we travel. And oftentimes just in other parts of our life, I'm discussing travel at the moment, but you can equate this to other parts. When I work, when I'm with my family, when I cook, when I garden, when I do my hobby, when I whatever, right? We dive so full in, we don't notice the warning signs that our body or our nervous system or our heart or our soul or whatever is like, uh, can I take a, a fucking break here? So I had it from both ends. It was the emotional stuff I was going through and the physical stuff. And so finally, my as I said, my best friend was like, you need to just fucking stay inside for a day. And I remember like laying in bed the whole day and watching on TV Seinfeld and Friends reruns with like subtitles underneath and how good it felt, but how guilty I felt. And this trip... I have done better about knowing that I need time to rest. I need time because it's fucking three months and I'm by myself and I'm doing all this and it is amazing. Even though I know that and I know I need time, it's amazing watching my ego. I learned. I learned from last time. I cannot do it like that again. I promised myself if it goes the way it went last time and I have two months of just needing to be a little sack of potatoes on my couch and then I get sick for the next six months, this ain't fucking worth it. I can't live like this, you know? So I've got to do it different. I've got to do it better. So I already had a bargain with myself that I was going to be kinder to myself. I organized it better this time, but I was going to do more rest. So I promised myself that, which made it easier to notice the ego voice 
to notice because I'd already committed to myself and I'm fairly decent once I truly commit to something, I'm fairly decent at sticking with it. So it was really easy to watch my ego and watch all the things my ego said about how and what I should be doing and what I should be capable of. I'm an Enneagram 8, as I've said before, which is the challenger, which is our deepest fear is weakness whether that's physical or emotional or psychological or whatever, weakness and vulnerability. And so this idea that I would need rest, this idea that I would need to take a break, this idea that I would do something then need to rest after, like what a little bitch is what my ego says. So for instance, when I travel from place to place, there's a lot of like organization that goes on and there's cobblestone for miles. And if you've ever tried to wheel a 57 pound suitcase and a 35 pound backpack on your back, uh, actually it might be 44 pounds now, on your back, miles and miles, 25, 35 minutes over cobblestone, oh my God, in 75 degree heat, 85 degree heat, it is no fucking joke. And then getting on and off the trains and finding the trains and getting lost and pulling them really fast because you've got to make that other train and all that goes into it. I'm always exhausted when I get to the new place. Whether it is 11 in the morning or 7 at night, I'm exhausted when I get to the new place and I'm sweaty and I'm gross and I'm disgusting. Not even I would masturbate. It's, I'm so disgusting and gross. So of course I take a shower first. But then I'm in a new place and my ego goes crazy. Oh, hey, I got to get out. You got to go see this thing. You got to do that thing. I got to go, 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 go. And it's always like, you little bitch. I can't believe you're fucking exhausted from that. What are you, 95 years old? That was not that big of a deal. And then my brain, because my ego loves me, it does the whole comparative thing. Who else does this? Raise your hand. Raise your fucking hand because you do this. Your ego does this to you. It goes, oh my God, you are such a little bitch because you can't handle wheeling some suitcases in Europe on a train and down a walkway without being exhausted for the day when people traveled on the Oregon Trail. Are you kidding me? Did you face dysentery? No. Get your ass up. Which is ridiculous. But we do this to ourselves. When I flew in from London to Amsterdam, I then had to take the train from Amsterdam to Utrecht, got there, and I immediately wanted to get in the bathtub. I stayed at this hotel that has this awesome bathtub, and I was like, I'm going to get in the bathtub and read. One of the big things I want to do on my trip was read, last time and this time. I always have this like sexy fantasy of just like spending a week just reading all the books that I want to read. By the way, I've had that fantasy for like five years and I've never done it. It's just too luxurious. My brain would just freak out. Though I should force myself to do this, right? Like I should force myself to take time. I mean, a whole week is a little intense. But could I force myself to take a day or two days? Some people who love to read are very good about this. My mother's a voracious reader and she's very good about setting time aside for that. 
I struggle because the whole time my brain's like, but you could be doing this, but you could be doing that. And I want to read. I love to read. I want the information. I want to be a better reader. I know it's good for my nervous system. I know it's good for my intellect. I know there's so many wonderful things about reading. I love the accomplishment of finishing a book. Oh my God. You think sex is great? Holy shit. Try finishing a book. I want to call everybody. When I finish an audiobook, I do feel accomplished, but I don't want to tell everybody. But you guys will know when I finish a regular book because I'm like, oh my God. And then I just finished this book. And blah, blah. I'm the girl who just got proposed to, right? Who always finds a way to like have her hand in the picture or have her hand on her face when she's talking to anybody so that everybody notices the ring. And she's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I did just get engaged. <laughs> I can't believe you noticed. <laughs> no big deal, right? But she's been trying really hard. That's me with a book. I fucking finished a book and I'm like, oh, this book I just finished. I just finished it today. So like this really long book. It was like this really hard book, this intense book. I don't know why it's somehow like some competitive race. I'm like, oh, it was like so hard and there were so many people gaining on me as I was reading this book. But anyhow, and I love that feeling and my ego doesn't let me do it very often. And so I always say, I always bring a ton of books that are really heavy and cumbersome and annoying on my trip because I'm going to sit and read. And of course, the second I sit to read, my brain is like, are you fucking kidding me? You're in Europe. Go out there, do something, get it handled, enjoy, see everything. And then my brain does the other thing. And I know yours does this too, is Do you know how many people wish they could have what you have right now? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, 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 mm-hmm. Our egos love that one because no matter what you have, no matter what you do, somebody else wishes they had it, wishes they could do it, no matter what it fucking is. Safe drinking water, right? Like literally everything you have, somebody doesn't have that and wishes that they had that. And it's amazing when the ego loves to pull that out. So I got in the bathtub and I was going to read and I literally couldn't read because my ego was screaming at me so, so hard. And for those of you who may not follow me or are newer to following me, when I talk about the ego, I'm talking not about your ego in the way society talks about it. This is a good reminder for all of us, not like, oh, he's got such a big ego. The ego is that voice in your brain that is constantly yelling at you. And if you are somebody who wants to do your work with that voice, you want to be able to quiet the voice. You want to be able to not listen to the voice. You want to be able to identify that voice because that voice is not you. It's not somebody else's voice either. You don't be frightened, but it's not you. So I highly, highly recommend the book. And this is not a paid sponsorship. Good God, I wish it was because I would be a bajillionaire because I recommend this book so often. I cannot, cannot recommend enough the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. It's a short book. It's a thin book. It is a quote unquote easy to read book, meaning the words are simple to understand. The concepts are fucking huge. Like you read a page and you're like, damn, I got to think about this. Not because you don't understand it like the words. You're not reading a scientific manifesto. But it is because it's so rich and you're like, oh, damn. But he explains it so well, this ego voice and how to get past it. So I've done a lot of work with it. I used to teach that book in a course. I think I'm actually going to release it in a like ebook course form soon. So keep an eye out for that. So if you buy the book, you can kind of go through it with me and I explain it. 
But I, I love that book so much. And so I've gotten really good because of that book at watching my ego. Being the person who's watching the voice in my head. And I challenge you to get to that place where you can do that too. Where you can see how that voice is oftentimes trying to sabotage you. That voice is oftentimes trying to get you to do the opposite of what would be good for you. Sometimes it's great. As I always say, if you're on a fucking mountaintop, you want that ego voice that screams at you, uh, make sure you don't fall, lean closer to the, to the side, stay away from the edge, watch your feet, notice that somebody's coming the other direction. Like you want all that, right? But you don't want all that fearful, nervous, stressed out energy when you're just trying to relax. But your ego doesn't want you to relax. It doesn't want you to let the walls down. And so I sat there in the bathtub and I started noticing that voice coming. I can't believe you're doing this. You've just gotten here. This is your favorite city in the world. You were thinking about moving here. You've got to check it out. You've got to do the thing. You only have so much time here. What are you doing? You're fucking wasting. You could take a bath at home. Why don't you fucking wait and take a bath at home? This is ridiculous. When you get home and you get into the bath at home, you're going to be like, I fucking should have just waited to take the bath at home. I should have gone out there. Boy, I wish I was there now, but you're not because you're back at home and you wasted your time there. And it goes and goes and goes. And that might sound crazy, but yours does the same thing. You just may not be realizing it because you're listening to it. Because it feels like you. It seems like you. So I sat in the bathtub and I was like, ooh, I want to lay in the bath right now. I want to enjoy this bath. And man, I just sat there calmly, quietly. My ego voice oftentimes will get me upset and stressed out and make me want to listen to it. But this time, man, I was so good at just sitting there and listening to it and being like, oh, this is interesting. And and listening to it like it was music or like it was a podcast. Oh, oh, you're using that tactic. Oh, you're using that tactic. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. And I made myself sit there in the bathtub for three hours. Man, did I get pruny, which just, you know, because it's really rad. The reason your hands and feet prune up and the rest of your body doesn't when you're in the water for a while is so you have better grip to get out of the water. Not that you need that in the bathtub or the pool, but obviously that's not what we were made for, right? We would get into pools of water and we'd need to climb slippery rocks to get out, right? Back in the day. So that's why your hands and feet do that so that you can grip things better when trying to get out of a lake or a stream. Pretty rad, right? Anyways, back to the point. Can you tell I've had two cups of coffee? You are welcome. Back to the point, which is I just forced myself to sit there. And I know some people do this with cold lunges, right? You start to hear that voice, that ego starts screaming and get really mad and then it goes away. This didn't go away because this was not a cold plunge. This was a lovely, lovely bath water. But I just watched it. I watched all the ways my ego tried to get me out of the bath to go be productive, to do something of worth, to do something of value. And I thought it was so interesting that why wasn't this of worth and value? Why wasn't taking care of my body, enjoying warm water, enjoying this beautiful hotel room, enjoying this awesome bathtub, relaxing, sitting still, which is so good for my body, so good for my nervous system. I enjoy baths. If you know me, like I'm always in the bath. You can't come to my house and knock on the door because I won't hear it because I'm in the bath. 
or the hot tub, right? If you follow me, you know I'm always in the hot tub. Love it. Love it so much and yet the ego is screaming for me not to do it. And you may be thinking, why the fuck am I listening to a podcast episode about Rochelle's bath? I hope somebody's walking by right now. I'm like, oh, what are you listening to? You're like a podcast. What is it about Rochelle's bath? Um, <laughs> so sorry. But I want you to look at your own life and look at the things that you enjoy and how often the ego tells you not to do it. Maybe it's a hobby that you don't do anymore because your ego tells you you could spend the time in a different way. It's definitely meditation. If you are somebody who's ever wanted to try to meditate, oh man, the ego will fuck you up about that. Maybe it's spending time playing with your kids. Oh, I'm playing with my kid. I could be making dinner. Oh, I could be doing the laundry. Oh, I could be doing a couple of errands. Oh, I could be doing this. But instead, I'm sitting here playing fucking dinosaurs with my kid. I really want to play fucking dinosaurs with my kid. But that ego just goes and goes and goes and distracted you. And now you're playing with your kid, but you're not really playing with your kid. You're just kind of going through the motions because you're really thinking of all these other things and you're not even really that engaged and you're hoping that your child doesn't even notice how not engaged you are. Yeah, I was a stepmom too. I get it. I've been there. I've watched that process happen in my own life. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's taking a cup of tea outside and sitting in nature. What is it for you that you enjoy, that your body enjoys, your heart enjoys, your soul enjoys, but you don't do it because you're listening to that ego voice that tells you something else should be done. Something else is more important. It was fascinating to sit there for three hours and just force myself. It got really hard at points, which I was like, ooh, this is fascinating. Part of me was like, I can do this because I'm doing this as a scientific experiment and I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, like how this goes and what it's really like. And it was amazing how quickly when something didn't work, my ego changed tactics. It changed to like a new thread. And if you've ever been in a fight with somebody and they do that, you're like, this is crazy. They're crazy. Why, you know, like we're not even fighting about the thing anymore. They've like changed to something else because they just want to be mad at me. They're being crazy. They're being ridiculous. I'm not going to listen to them anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore because they're being insane. But you listen to your own ego when it does it to you, when it changes tactics, when it starts a whole new story about what you're doing right so like mine started with oh my god you're such a loser that you need to take a rest after travel right that's what it started with and then that didn't work I stayed in the hot in the bathtub and then it moved to oh my god this is your favorite city you're you know you you want to move here you got to check the whole thing out you're going to miss things right so I did that one for a while that was a good one that one that was hard that one was good And then that didn't work. So then it moved to, but other people would give anything to be here. Other people would die for this opportunity and you're fucking wasting it in a bathtub. That one really was hard. Oh man, I almost got out a couple times. I even put my hands like on the side of the bathtub. I was like, okay, that one works. (laughs) Like, okay, I, I don't think I can. That one, that one's good. And then it moved to, but when you get home, you're gonna be so mad at yourself that you wasted this fucking time. And then on and on it went. And so I challenge you to notice 
Maybe you can't change. Maybe that ego voice is going to still get to you for a while and you're going to get up and tell your kid you can't play dinosaurs right now because you do have to go do the laundry because that ego voice told you you did or you aren't going to finish the book or do the paint project or sit in the sunshine. All right. This is why we like vacations because so oftentimes our ego, I mean, this is a bad example because mine yells at me on vacation, but shorter vacations, it doesn't really yell at me. And we're like, oh, we love that we can just enjoy our time because there's no laundry needs to be done. There's no work. There's no this. There's no that. We can make that space when we're home. I've been thinking so much being in Europe and taking long lunches and, you know, just stopping at some gorgeous cafe and having a coffee and sitting there for an hour and a half and how luxurious that is and how everybody that's what they say whether they've been to Europe or not that's what they always say oh my god or there's other countries and continents and things that you can do that as well but we always say oh that's what I want oh my god that's the first thing people say when I because you know a lot of obviously a lot of people now know that I go to Europe they go oh my god I love going there and just sitting at a cafe for hours and I can just see the joy in their eyes the oh it's so wonderful it's like the best thing they've ever had or people say oh my god I long to go there because I long to do that I want that experience we can do that here We can take long lunches. I mean, fuck, most of us don't even take a lunch break at work, right? And maybe you can't take a long hour and a half lunch break, but me, are you taking lunch breaks? Are you sitting outside to do it on the weekends? Are you luxuriating in the joy of eating a good meal or having a nice cup of coffee? Are you sitting outside? Are you reading the newspaper are you doing those things that are so amazing about Europe that I'm going, uh, half the things you love so much about Europe, you could be doing in your own home, but your ego won't allow you. Your ego won't allow you that kind of happiness. It will only allow it on a vacation. And mine, because my trips are so long, it won't even, it doesn't see it as a vacation. It won't even allow that. Believe me, I, because it's three months, I still obviously work when I've got, and so it's always like, oh, you'd be doing work. Oh, you'd be doing work. Oh, you'd be doing work. If you're going to be sitting in the bathtub, you might as well also be posting, also be responding to comments, also be, right, doing all that. You always have your phone with you. Those sorts of things. And so I just want you to notice that what your heart wants is often different than what your head wants. And to sometimes choose your heart, sometimes choose the relaxation over the ego's desire to do, 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 be busy, busy, busy. Stay distracted, stay distracted, stay distracted. You deserve rest for existing. Rest is not something that is earned. Rest is not a reward. You have to rest. You earn it. It's a reward for being human all animals rest. Could you imagine if you owned an animal that never fucking rested? Oh my God. Could you imagine if you had a dog or a cat that never slept, never laid around, never rested? Maybe it's like a goldfish. You'd have to have like a goldfish. I think goldfish are just always resting, right? They're not maybe 
sleeping with her eyes closed, but they're always resting. So that doesn't even count. But could you fucking imagine if your dog was always doing so? Even puppies, even puppies that are like, ah, insane, will just like drop dead. Not drop dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, maybe not drop dead, but they will just drop and fall asleep, right? We rest, we rest, we rest. And as we get older, it's one of the things we forget about being older is that we need like more rest. And so it's okay to rest a little bit more than maybe you did in your 20s. Now that you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you need more. And that's okay. That is okay. Allow yourself that shift. So that's really what this is about, is allowing rest in your life. Allowing the luxuries that are not about moving your life forward, that are not about getting things done, accomplishing your goals, right? That masculine energy, go, do, build, be, make it happen. Masculine energy is wonderful. We all have it. Doesn't matter what how we identify. We all have that masculine energy of of doing. But are you allowing that feminine energy of just existing, just being, being in the moment, rest, rejuvenation? There was a study out a long time ago that talked about how kids need to be bored, that it's important for kids to be bored because when they're bored, they start thinking. That's where altruism comes from, being bored. Kids having the ability to think outside themselves, to look out the window in the car. I used to, when I was a stepmom, give the kids like magazines to look at and read when we drove. And then we were listening to music and we were talking and it was like so much stimulation at school. And then they get out of school and then it was like a magazine and sound and me and each other and all the things, like more and more stimulation. And then I read that article and I was like, oh, It's okay to be bored. It's okay for them to look out the window. It's okay for them to just be thinking, to just be being creative, to just be. And so we didn't do magazines anymore. We still listen to music. And it's not like I forbid them from talking. But I allowed them to have that more time as we had growing up of being bored. All of my creativity comes from being bored as a child. It's okay to be bored. It's okay to have nothing to do. It's okay to just sit and exist. In fact, it's a necessity and you've earned it. You have earned it because you exist and you need rest. And it is okay to start taking it. Love you guys. It is September. September. Yay. Ah, The crowd goes wild for September. Kids are back in school. Our festivities and the fun of summer is over. Why are we excited about this? Because then we can get back into our groove, back into thinking about us and our life and what we want out of our career, out of our relationships, out of our deep soul searching. And that is why I open my books back up in September to take one-on-one clients. And as you know, I first opened it back up to clients 
that I've had before and then the sisterhood group coaching. But after that, I opened my doors to everyone who thinks that now is finally the time that they are ready to do their work. September is not the New Year's. You still have time to do the work that you said you were going to do, that you promised yourself 2023 was the time I was going to do this for myself. There is still time. So come write me at hello at rochellendra.com and let's get started on the journey together.